Welcome back to Pay the Juice. I'm your host, Ryan Palmieri. Tony's actually still not with us, still in Nashville, possibly still in a barrel because he didn't pay his bookie after his first losing week of the year. Uh, Daniel Gator picks is with me, as always, still hanging in tough. Not a winning week, but we got back and, you know, back to 500 after he recovered from his two and six week two weeks ago. Uh, you can catch our recap show. We pretty much just went over our records, everything else. Just a quick recap. Me and Dante are sitting at went four and four last week, while Tony went three and five on the year. I'm sitting at 19 and 18. Tony's at 20 and 17. Dante's at 17 and 20. Uh, show as a whole over 500. We should be better though. We need to be better for you. Um, so just rolling right into it. Dante, what do you got here? We got first game is Cincinnati UCF. UCF at minus four. Well, I just want to touch on the fact that. I need to be better, and I will be better for the listeners, okay? It has come down to um, a quick comment. Um, I even have a comment from an old bookie of mine saying to listen to the show that we're go- giving out good info. So records right around 500 right now, looking to improve on that. We're going to start it off with Cincy plus four uh, against UCF. All right, this is a con- home conference game. Uh, as we know, Cincy has been a dominant force. Uh, we talked about them uh, we- in week zero or week one, whatever, whenever they played UCLA right at the beginning of the year, as being a team that dominates at home, uh, they find a way to win. UCF being very good that we know uh, doesn't particularly travel well against good teams. We saw they traveled up the pit, a lesser opponent probably, uh, based on what UCF is used to, and they lose. So now I see Cincy, this place, uh, they're going to have the blackout going. Uh, and plus four is a number I really like. So, uh, so I'm on uh, Cincy plus four at home. Now, did you see that tweet going around of that field? They oh, put out? yeah. That was that was crazy. I don't know if I like it or not, but that was pretty wild. Is it real? I think it is. They said they could be changing the game for college football fields. Because I, I, like, when I first saw it, I thought it was a joke. I thought it was just kind of like them trolling on Twitter. But the more the reactions and everything else, and they didn't come out and say anything else, if that's real, Cincinnati's going to win by a million. Because first off, my strategy, all black jerseys. I'm just have people start lying down the way boise state pulled it i think tcu pulled it a few years ago yep yep that i like cincinnati plus four uh was that oh no it was a little choppy there i was just saying i was going off of the the field comment that you were saying i yeah i agree yeah uh that field that's that's good for four points right there but even if they don't have the field i like cincinnati plus four i think cincinnati is a really good team and they did have that tough game against ohio state but it looks like everyone's having a tough game against ohio state if you caught the recap show i talked about how that little I don't know what he was, a little devil on my shoulder there. He came and uh, gave me horrible advice that I bought into after I had a few drinks in me, and I took Nebraska plus 17. That didn't go great. Um, But, yeah, I think Cincinnati is a good team. Don't get me wrong. I think UCF is okay, but UCF also has to travel north. Fall weather starting to come around. I think Cincinnati's quality. I like this game a lot. Um I wouldn't call it a lock, but that's I'm pretty close there to uh, locking Cincinnati up. Next one, uh, Iowa State versus TCU. Actually should be a great game. TCU is currently plus three and a half. Yeah, I, um, I, I kind of like this game. Iowa State was a team I kind of mocked them last week with the Baylor as being a snoozer, but it came right down to the wire, ended up being a great game. Baylor pulled it off. Iowa State's now had two tough weeks in a row. Um or they had a tough one against Baylor, and then I think they played Iowa two weeks before that. So they've uh, lost two out of their last three, I believe. And um, 
they're they're okay. They're a middle of the middle ranked team. I know they've had a little tough stretch here, but uh, this one, uh, TCU. Uh, I think this game is going to be very tight uh, down the stretch. Uh, points will be rare, but I believe that the TCU offense is a little bit better here in this spot. And I think the plus three and a half is uh, something you might want to take a look at. Uh, I think uh, TCU is a live dog in this one. Uh, two not top tier teams, uh, not even top 10 teams, but teams anywhere from 15 to 25-ish range should be a, a very good game. Uh, but I'll take the three and a half in this one too. Yeah, I'm, on the, I'm actually out with you on this one too. I love Iowa State. <clears throat> I love Matt Campbell, but I think Brock Purdy's still trying to figure a lot of things out. He's missing. Uh, I think he's still trying to recover from missing those two two weapons of the NFL, David Montgomery and Hakeem Butler, I believe, at receiver. And TCU's a solid game, despite their atrocious, good old cheese it bowl game against Cal last year. I mean, this season, say what you want about Purdue. I think they're one and four, one and three. They're not a great team. They hung tight with SMU, who's actually a solid squad. They destroyed Kansas, Arkansas, Prime, what can you say about them? Um, I like TCU in this game. I like the defense. I think Brock Purdy's still trying to figure things out. I'm all over TCU plus three and a half. I actually, I'd probably even go TCU money line on this if I had to. Um, Give me the points when I could take them, though. Yeah, definitely. I think it's going to be close. I, I wouldn't mind the money line there. Um, but Iowa State needs this one bad. Uh, game-winning field goal is fine for us, that three-and-a-half. Oh, yeah. Uh, next one, Michigan versus Iowa. Looking forward to this one. Iowa plus three-and-a-half. All right, yeah. So Michigan uh, at home looked decent versus the Rutgers team last week. That's not very good. But um, I think this is one that they're going to – I don't love this pick by any means, but I'm going to take Michigan minus the three-and-a-half. Um, at home, I don't see them. If they lose this one, uh, then they lose. They got Michigan State, they got Penn State, they got Ohio State coming up. Uh, there's no way Harbaugh keeps his job. So don't love it, but I'm going to take Michigan uh, minus the three and a half just from a spot standpoint uh, for this pick. I, I know why you feel bad about this game, and you should feel bad about this game because it is a bad pick. Iowa's going to win this game. This is a game I talked about money line last week or last game. I feel even better with a money line in this game because I think this is going to be the defining game for Harbaugh. Michigan just kind of feels like this weird, soft, like, finesse team this year. I don't think they really have this true identity. Shea Patterson, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, he's a fraud. I don't think Harbaugh gets fired. I think they're going to – it's kind of like, where are you going to go? Urban Meyer's not coming through the door. What new coach could you bring in? Harbaugh still makes them relevant. I just don't think he puts them over the top. I love Iowa plus three and a half. No, yeah, well, I was just going to say, so Michigan's got Iowa this weekend, Notre Dame, Michigan State, Ohio State. Am I messing somebody out? So those, at least those four, and there might be another tough opponent in there. Don't they? I think they have Penn State there too. Don't and, they? and Penn State, yeah, yep. So those five very tough opponents, including this Iowa team. Do you think that he can keep, you, you really believe that he can keep his job with if they lose, let's say, four of those? I think he goes probably two and three. I, but I just, it's kind of that whole, like Notre Dame fans always want Brian Kelly fired. Who are you getting? Who's out there that's better than Brian Kelly and Jim Harbaugh that are willingly going to come to the school and kind of clean up the mess and kind of deal with, you know, the academics and the issues and everything else? He has a lifetime contract. I know that doesn't mean a whole lot. It just means that you're just kind of here till you're not. I don't see how you fire him, though. I mean, like, let's just say 
doomsday, the floor falls out and he loses every game from here to the end of the season somehow. Now we're having a conversation. If they become a six and six team, yeah, now we're talking. But realistically, I think he still pulls two wins out of those games. That, yeah, that, I mean, I think he has to. That's why. That's the only reason I'm going with it with them on this one. But I'm not. There's no way I'm getting to the window with Michigan. I do think this is a Harbaugh defining game. I think if he loses this game, the narrative is set in stone for him, and there's really no coming back from it. Because I think if he loses here, yeah, I think it's just going to start. Balling. I think he's going to lose. I know he's going to lose the Notre Dame. I know he's going to lose to Ohio State, but I think he might even lose the Michigan State. He might even lose the Penn State. So, again, I, I'm i not going to take money line. I'd feel more confident than even taking T, uh, TCU money line. Michigan needs this game, though. And I think Iowa's going to end up winning it. I love Iowa plus three and a half. Going back to the Big Ten, Texas Tech versus Oklahoma State. Texas Tech is plus 10. Oklahoma State is becoming one of my favorite teams in college football um, solely because I love teams that I can read, uh, teams that I know who they are, uh, not teams that are high one week, low the other, um, a team that's consistent, whether it's consistently good or consistently bad. Um, in Oklahoma State, I've been on the right side uh, when they played Texas. I'm on, I was on the right side last week when they played uh, Kansas State there, and uh, I'm hoping to be on the right side again here. Uh, they're minus 10 versus Texas Tech. Oklahoma State, we know they have a great offense. All right. They've had a great offense for the last 20 years. But this year, they have a good defense, too. Holding Kansas State to, uh, I think it was less than 20 points. I don't know. Was it 13 or something like that? Um, I think it was 31-13 or something. In that yeah, range. I mean, Oklahoma State just looked fantastic on defense. I know we couldn't watch it because that freaking ESPN Plus bunch of garbage with that, uh, that don't even get me started. I was all fired up when I figured out I couldn't watch that one, but um, hopefully you can watch this one. But no, I'm going to take Oklahoma State minus the ten here. Great offense, like I said, defense is there now. Texas Tech has quarterback issues all over the board. Um, Texas Tech's trending in the wrong direction. We know who Oklahoma State is. We know what we're getting. I'll take that minus the ten. When you called me asking where the Oklahoma State game was Saturday night. I was rushing you off the phone to hear what that guy had to tell me. If I would have <laughs> just stayed on the phone with you, I would have made some money. Uh, I love Oklahoma State. I love the offense. Every week I'm gushing about Chubba Hubbard and Spencer Sanders and Tylen Wallace. Chubba Hubbard, I think, was probably the best player in September. The guy is phenomenal. And I don't understand how Oklahoma State – are they ranked? Are they still unranked? They got to be ranked after that last week. They got to but- at least fill the spot of Kansas State. I mean, they lose the Texas by one score. Kansas State was ranked, and they smashed them. Oklahoma State is quietly, I think they're probably the third best team in the Big 12. I I was high on them in the preseason. I thought they'd finish fourth, but I didn't really expect Iowa State to be kind of average. I love Oklahoma State. I love everything about them. I'm going to keep betting them all year. Actually, them and Oklahoma are two teams I just love betting on because typically pays off for me. So, I'm on Oklahoma State, minus 10. West Virginia, Texas, staying in the Big 12. Texas, minus 10. Yep. Um, sorry for if you could hear the alarm in the background. we got our fire alarm going off. Hopefully the house isn't going up in flames as we give this show out. But that's the kind of dedication I'm willing to risk right now. Um, okay, uh, Texas on the road uh, versus West Virginia team. I mean, it's not a West Virginia team of old. Uh, we've seen teams 
Um, this West Virginia team in the past has pulled off uh, major upsets at home. I don't think this is the team that, that's going to do it. Um, Texas, it's a big road line, but Sam Ellinger, 15 to 1 TD to pick ratio. Um, they've had their loss of the year. They need to impress. If they don't impress, they're, they're not, I mean, they had their slip up. There's no more losing for them. Um, so I think they come in to West Virginia, take care of business, and hit the freaking road. All right, Texas minus 10. I'll tell you, this is a game that everything in my head says Texas. It says it makes a sense to pick Texas. But my heart says West Virginia, and I'll tell you why. It's an emotional game. Morgantown is a tough place to play. And Tom Herman's career, he always puts up one clunker, and he just loses to a team he shouldn't lose to every single year. Last year it was Maryland. I think it was Maryland two years in a row. He always loses to Oklahoma State. This year he beats Oklahoma State. He loses the game unless he's a great team. The whole horns down thing. Tom Herman's incredibly emotional. He gets real upset when people throw horns down. Even doesn't matter if he mocks Drew Locke and everything else, and he's got other stuff going on. My heart says West Virginia. Neil Brown has his team on the right track. I think Neil Brown is going to coach a hell of a game, put West Virginia on the map as they've been improving. But I will say, my head's going to win this one. Texas minus 10. West Virginia, they just don't have the firepower. I think it's going to be one of those weird games where late in the third quarter, you're like, how the hell is West Virginia down three? This one, Florida versus Auburn. Auburn minus three. Ouch. Do you feel the burn? That's not my house going down in flames. All right. I know I just said the alarm was going off, but do you feel the burn, baby? And I'm not talking about Bernie Sanders. This Auburn team is legit. All right. Uh, they got a hell of a defense. Uh, Bo Nix is, is leading the charge there. Um, Auburn's rolling right now. Um, we're looking at a second quarterback for Florida. The guy couldn't even beat out uh, Felipe Franks. All right. Felipe Franks is now gone. We got our second QB in. He's in for a hell of a Saturday. I mean, he is going to get crushed. This Auburn defense, defense travels. This Auburn defense definitely travels. That A&M was a better environment, better team. Auburn went in there and took care of business. I see no reason why they can't go and do that again. Auburn, big over Florida on Saturday. This is what I don't understand why the line is so small. What is Florida's best win? Kentucky? Miami? Miami, yeah, geez. That's what Auburn, now Auburn, Bo Nix, he's getting all this hype and everything else. Bo Nix is not good. He will be good. He's not good. But that defense is legit. That's a top 10 defense. And Auburn's gone on the road, and they beat Oregon. I know it was neutral site, but they played neutral site. They beat Oregon. Then they went to Kyle Field, and they beat Texas A&M. They just keep winning, and they keep shutting people down. And they're, they're actually a solid team that I was also incredibly down on coming into the year. I'm not high on Florida. Florida's not a good team. I think they're a middle-of-the-pack SEC team, and the SEC is down this year. So I'm all over Auburn minus three. I just don't. Does Vegas know something I don't? Because it's just one of those lines that makes me look twice and be like, how is an Auburn favored by more? I think uh, the reason why it might be like that is uh, Florida's at home. I mean, it is a tough place to play. And they have the number next to their name. What are they, nine in the country or something? Just because they were highly ranked coming into the year and they haven't lost to these crap teams they've played. I mean, come on. Give me a break. Uh, these people are so in love with a number and uh, next to the name. And they're hyping it up like it's some big matchup. But 
Florida doesn't sneak out that win against uh, Kentucky, they barely win. Miami, they barely win. They let one of those go. They're probably not even ranked. So I think that the ranking is what's keeping this line nice and short. Uh, but So I'm loving that. I'll t- I'm all over Auburn. Unless Tim Tebow and Urban Meyer are coming through the door to help save the day. <laughs> I don't see how this game make, is even close. So all over Auburn with you guys, minus three. Next one, Ohio State, Michigan State. Michigan State sitting at plus 19 and a half. Yeah, I already gave my uh, sound effect um, for the last game. Uh, I'm not going to make the train noise, but uh, Ohio State is a freight train. They are very impressive. At home, they destroyed a Cincinnati team. Um, That's not bad. Uh, They go on the road versus a Nebraska team who's not bad. They roll them. Michigan State is, is a fumbling mess. I'm actually upset Tony's not here to back his team. I don't like talking probably about his team with him out, without him here, but uh, Michigan State is not a, a team to be feared. Okay, and now you get this one in Columbus, Ohio. Good luck, Michigan State. Michigan State was lucky to win on their freaking home game, uh, homecoming game uh, against, who was it, Illinois yeah. last weekend? Illinois, they snuck one out at the end. Come on. That, that's, that's not Ohio State in Ohio State. So look out. I know we got a big number, uh, 19 and a half. Uh, don't be afraid, though. Uh, Michigan State plays good defense. Their offense is absolutely um, non-existent. Uh, they've still got the search party out for Michigan State's offense. Uh, they'll be searching for a while. But uh, Ohio State minus 19 and a half. Lay the number. Get it done. Sorry, it wasn't Illinois. It was Indiana. Another, oh, Indiana. Jesus. An- another world beater out of the Big Ten. Yeah, I knew it was one of those crap teams with the eye. I'll tell you, I'm never betting against Ohio State. Clear, I actually think Ohio State's the best team in the country. They deserve to be ranked number one. They are just boat racing everybody they play. And Michigan State is some of the ugliest, most boring football you can watch. I think there's a massive difference because Wisconsin is a similar thing where it's great defense, just kind of pound the ball up the middle with Jonathan Taylor offense, a little bit of Jack Cohen tossing the ball around, but nothing serious. The difference is Michigan State looks like a Pop Warner offense. I know it's a huge line, and when I first saw it, I think it opened at plus 20. It's kind of like, man, is Ohio State going to be that good of a defense by three touchdowns? Yes. Yes, they are. Michigan State is not a good team. Ohio State is the best team in the country. Not locking it up, but don't ever, ever bet against Ohio State. And uh, I'm going to read you his picks at the end of everything. Tony did take Michigan State plus 20. I see the thought behind it. Um, they're obviously going to be fired up for this one, and they do have a great defense. Just Ohio State is just going to be a just swarm the crap out of them. I think they're going to be way too much. It might be close for a quarter, seven nothing at the end of the first, but uh, not looking back after that. Ohio State I know, big. I, I know Lou Holtz. He once talked about it's tough to you can't keep the same emotion week to week, game to game. So I can't put too much stock into Indiana scoring 31 on uh, Michigan State. They probably just didn't get up for the game because they, they shut down Northwestern, and they've been playing good all year. That Arizona State game was really ugly on offense, but I think they held them to like 13, 14 points. So Ohio State's going to score on them. I think it's going to be close. I don't, I'm not saying as far as covering. I think you know Ohio State might win by like 28, might sweat it out a little bit, but this isn't going to be a close game. This isn't going to be one that's a seven-point game in the fourth quarter. I like Michigan State. And the last game on our regular slate, Stanford-Washington. Washington's at minus 16 and a half. 
Uh, yeah, we actually had a discussion before the show started. I'd like to give out a little uh, advice here. If you open up your site on Monday or Tuesday, whenever the line's posted, or if you bet legally, like some people do out there, uh, you go to the book and uh, you see the line. You see a, lot, a line early in the week that you like, take it. All right, you think you got an edge, take it. All right, this game um, early in the week opened at uh, Washington minus 14, has grown to 16 and a half. I really liked it at 14. I think that was the right side. Uh, two and a half point jump already. I mean, that is a chunk um, at this point of the year uh, for a road team to jump two and a half points. Uh but these two teams are trending in the different directions. I've been saying I've been off Stanford all year and it hasn't failed. Uh, they just don't, they're not the classic Stanford team, even on a down year. I don't see them coming up and jumping somebody with a big upset. I just think uh, Washington's got way too much and uh, they'll show it here. Washington in a big one. I'm on Washington too. And I'll tell you why since Washington lost that weird game to Cal. And again, I came out and I said, I wasn't sure about Washington um, when they played BYU two weeks ago, because I wasn't sure exactly after the Cal loss, then they came and smashed Hawaii, but I wasn't sure who they were. I wasn't sure if this was a good team or not. Cause I hadn't seen enough. Well, since they lost to Cal, they beat Washington or I'm sorry, they beat Hawaii 52 to 20. They beat BYU 45 to 19. They beat USC 28 to 14. They're they're smashing people now. You gotta go with the Huskies. Stanford, it's the whole thing is a dumpster fire. They don't have any athletes. They're injured. They're banged up. They're slow. Pack it in. The season's over. Hit the books, guys. You got other things to worry about now. Focus on finals. Washington's gonna cover. It's a big line. That's the only thing that worries me. But I also think USC's better than Stanford. So if they can beat USC by fourteen, I'm good with Washington minus sixteen and a half. Dante, who do you got this week for locks? Okay, yeah, so quickly, I'm just going to tell our listeners right now, uh, don't ever ask me for an upset again. I'm not the upset guy. I never have been. I'm 0-5. I'm putting right now a big X through my upset bracket on my picks, okay? But I'm going to give you, to make up for the lack of upsets, I'm going to give you a lock where I'm 4-2-1, all right? Um, first, I don't I don't understand this line. I've been high on them all year. Uh, and they've won, but haven't looked impressive, and that's the Army uh, the Army Knights, okay? They're plus three at home versus Tulane. Army is a team that gets up. I mean, they're a, a squad. It's a different type of athlete. It's a group of guys that's very disciplined, uh, very hardworking. They're not going to lose to the Green Wave coming in. This is a, a, an Army team that had big um, – their sights set on a big year this year. They had Michigan in Michigan in overtime, um, had them beat, really. Um, this team's for real. They got a quarterback that's pretty good. They got a defense that's very good. Um, and at home, plus three, are you kidding me? And I guess if you want to count that, that's the closest thing I'm coming to an upset, but that's going to be my lock. Uh, so I'm going to stay right there with the academy for my second lock. Um, I'm going to go Air Force, minus three I have. Um, I think there's a three and a half. There was two and a half, so it's moving a little bit. Uh, but I'm going to take the average here. Air Force minus three at Navy. Air Force is a solid squad, actually. They're um, they're not bad. And Navy is just okay. Just okay. I, I like uh, Air Force to sneak one out here on a big rivalry game. Yeah, I'll tell you. Service Academy. Respect the troops. Gotta love yeah. it. 
right, my lock. Oklahoma minus 31 and a half against Kansas. Kansas is not a good team. They kind of had that weird game where they blew out Boston College. Nobody knows what happened there, but make a lot of money on Oklahoma. And this line is actually trending down where it's opened at minus 35. So there's been heavy money coming in on Kansas. I don't really know why. Outside of Puka Williams, I don't really know what they have. And they've just been getting blown out outside of West Virginia. And then they lose like Coastal Carolina. Make some money. Let's all make some money here. I know my lock's been struggling a little bit. This one's good. This one, take it to the bank. Upset. We already covered it. Harbaugh's done. Stick a fork in him. Iowa's going to take it to him. Money line. That's who I like this week. I don't think Michigan's any good. I think the problem is they're similar to Florida. They came in with a bunch of preseason hype, and we continue to be shocked. But Michigan is telling you who they are. They are not a good team. Jay Patterson's not a good quarterback. They're weak. They're a finesse team. They're getting punched in the mouth. They lost their defense. They're just not a good team. When someone keeps telling you who they are, you got to believe them at some point. I like Iowa Moneyline. Let's make some money this week. Dante, where can they find you on social media? Yeah, I was going to say along the line, though, real quick, um, let's make some money this week. May Vegas be with you, all right? Everybody needs that little prayer, a little hope out there. Um, okay, uh, you can find me at, at Dano underscore Gator underscore Picks on Instagram. Also at, uh, at Dante Giordano 4 on Twitter. I'll be t- retweeting some stuff, too. Give me at RD Palmieri on Twitter. You can catch us at Saturday Tailgate, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the website, anything you can find us. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. The uh, Tell your friends, leave us a review. If it's not a good review, that's cool. I might read it if it makes me laugh. Just uh, five stars. It helps us out. We can find more college football fans. It gives more winners to people. Before I forget, because Tony is, like I said, missing. Who knows? Bookie might have taken him out. We don't know. Tony's picks for this week, Cincinnati plus four, TCU plus three and a half, Iowa plus three and a half, Texas Tech plus 10, Texas minus 10, Auburn minus three, Michigan State plus 19 and a half, Washington minus 16 and a half. His lock for the week, wow, his lock for the week, Michigan State plus 19 and a half. Oh my God, he did that last week. Wasn't even close. Come on, give it a rest with the Michigan State bullcrap. Doubling down and his two upsets of the week, Central Michigan and Pittsburgh. Thanks for listening, guys.